Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 116. All right, today's episode I think is super special. We interviewed Stephanie Delfonso. She's an intuitive coach who helps pe- people, women in particular, move from a place of stress and anxiety to calm and joy and peace. And I don't know about you ladies, but the last month and a half or so with all the natural disasters, with all the insanity happening in the world, with the Las Vegas incident, which I am so, so sorry if you uh, were impacted directly by that. What What a horrible, horrific incident. There's a lot going on weighing us down. This episode is so light and so uplifting and so wonderful. I mean, our moods just completely changed. We recorded this right in the midst of everything happening with the hurricanes. And Aubrey and I were pretty down. Um, and within a few minutes of talking to Stephanie, our our spirits were completely lifted. Our dispositions were completely changed. And we just felt almost transformed by the the interview itself. She's amazing. Her tips are fantastic. She's got incredible um, ideas for both you as a mom and a woman and for helping your children calm down and get stress relief and calmness back into your life as well. We hope you'll check out all the show notes at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 116, where you can also get links to anything that we talked about in the show today. And we also want to announce our newest sponsor, which is us. Yes, I know that sounds so silly, but we are launching a book subscription box in January, and we are so excited about it. There will be more details to come, but basically our podcast is going to start revolving around monthly themes. And each month, we're going to pick a book that we think goes along perfectly with that theme, which we will discuss throughout the month. When possible, we'll bring on the authors to interview them. Um, We'll have a Facebook group to talk about it. We'll do all kinds of fun and great stuff, which we can't wait to share with you. Um, If you want to be entered to win a free three-month subscription, you need to head on over to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash live bravely and enter to win three months free there. Okay, hope you enjoy this interview with Stephanie as much as we enjoyed recording it. I promise you, you will walk away feeling happier and um, more at peace and just having a better day. Thanks to Stephanie. Enjoy the show. Today, we're talking to Stephanie (laughs) D'Alfonso, who is an intuitive women's leadership coach. Did I pronounce the last name correctly? You did. Spot on. Sweet. (laughs) So Stephanie is uh, a very calming and um, peaceful (laughs) addition to our not so calming and peaceful day. Um, She (laughs) empowers women to move from anxiety and fear to peace of mind and joy. And who doesn't need that? You are listening to the Lose the Cape podcast where we interview busy modern moms and people who support moms. And I think any female and any mother has experienced some level of anxiety and fear at some point. Um, Some of us on a regular regular basis. So for over 20 years, Stephanie D'Alfonso has been at the forefront of the healing arts. She's a speaker, intuitive women's leadership coach, certified hypnotist, ooh, that's fun, and a yoga teacher, (laughs) among other things. She teaches simple shifts that equate to lasting changes. 
She has a passion for inspiring, empowering women through simple action steps that can make lasting change possible. She's mastered a variety of holistic techniques, including hypnosis, EFT, which is emotional freedom techniques and tapping, which we were doing prior to the start. And we may have to do that again because that felt super good. Uh, Neuro-linguistic programming, which she's totally going to have to explain to me. I'm assuming neuro has something to do with the brain. Linguistic has something to do with language. So, And Reiki, which I don't know hardly anything about except for that it's some type of martial art. Is that right? It's no, it's a healing technique. Healing technique. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to learn a lot today and, <laughs> and we are going to get in better moods and learn how to deal with our anxiety and stress. And thank you for being with us. Your, your timing is perfection. <laughs> and you know what? I just really believe everything is in perfect timing. So uh, thank you so much for having me on. So let's just take a breath. Like just take a nice <sighs> cleansing breath because that's the thing like that's the first step and we forget because when we get anxious we we tense up and we hold our breath right or we do shallow breathing from up here like it sounded like a little dog panting right um so it's always like oh let's come back to the breath and when we're in a breath we're in the moment because the anxiety is usually about something in the future it's like oh my god what if what if what if um and then depression is you know about the past so when we come to the breath we can come into this moment and when we're in this moment everything's good yeah absolutely well i just i just want to listen to you (laughs) and that's i'm like she has such a soothing voice and here i am with my Texas accent. <laughs> well, and an interesting thing that's just, in her other bio. I never hear it. I never hear my accent until I hear someone actually speak so gracefully, and it makes me feel so not graceful. Oh, your accent yeah, is gorgeous. Yes, it is. It <laughs> is. And an interesting thing that was in Stephanie's other bio that I did not read was that she used to be a DJ. So she's got the radio voice practice going on. Mm-hmm. It is. Trust me, this is just such a gift, my voice, Um, because I was on the radio for 15 years and I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, And then, you know, fortuitous circumstances, I ended up using my voice now in this very calm and soothing way to help people to come back to themselves. So, you know, I'm blessed. I'm really blessed with this voice. And, you know, I can I can get into my hypno voice. And really get into this very soothing voice. Or I can get really upbeat and excited. <laughs> if you hear a thud, that's Aubrey for real falling out of her chair this time. Because she's just like gone unconscious from the... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm a natural breath holder. Like, it, Me too. like from infant on, like didn't get my way, held my breath, passed out. But whatever <laughs> is in your brain that like triggers to get you to come back like mine doesn't work so when I pass out like I had to be careful I did to Houston cost my parents money they didn't have just to say, for the doctors to say well she's a brat and you're gonna have to just control that <laughs> okay my dear we will talk later about breath work and how to incorporate it in a regular basis and I, I, but I still I still when I get anxious I, I definitely hold back tears and hold my breath. So what happens my for most tells of me us? all the time, breathe. Yeah. And that doesn't help, does it? Like when I was, you know, no. when I was a younger mom and I was, you know, much more anxious, um, you know, when my husband would go, oh, just relax. It doesn't help. Right. 
It doesn't help. But when also, I'm yeah. so clear about this, that these easy ways to calm anxiety that I teach, that you've got to do them on a regular basis because um, you are teaching your kids how to brush their teeth. You're teaching them to brush their teeth each and every day, but they're not doing it just yet, right? It has to come with practice. So when we do these preemptive techniques of on a regular basis doing, and they're all very quick and easy, when we do them on a regular basis, first of all, it brings the, the anxiety level down so it doesn't you know get up so high and, and literally knock you down. Um, and then it also helps us to remember that we have the tools because when, when, whoa, when we go into a big panic, you know, if we're not doing these techniques on a regular basis, they fly right out the window. Mm. Um, we just recently had a life event um, where out of blue, out of nowhere, my husband lost his job. And this isn't the first time, uh, you know, we've been through this many times, but this was the first time that I didn't freak out, that I didn't just lose it because in the past I did, you know, all the, oh my God, what if, what if, you know, financial security. Um, and I didn't because I am doing these on a regular basis. So I spent that morning just doing massive self-care. Now I have the luxury of doing that because I'm a more experienced mom. My kids are 25 and 28. So I had the ability, you know, to take that time for me. It's tougher when you've got little ones. Yeah, absolutely. So that's funny. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I am at that with the little ones and I clearly do need your help because <laughs> my five-year-old asked me the other day, are you about to lose your shit? But she <laughs> evidently notices the signs. <laughs> The signs that mommy is about to lose her shit. <laughs> that is priceless. That is and priceless. I, I looked at her and said, yes, I'm about to lose my shit. Get away from me. So I had a client so to- years ago who had, I, I saw her on and off for a couple of years, uh, when, back when I had my hypnosis office. And she came to me when she, I think her daughter was like about four or five. And she was a little precocious like yours. And I taught her the tapping and the kid knew. She saw mommy tapping knock it off. <laughs> so Aubrey, maybe that'll Mommy's be your tapping. new. <laughs> yes, my new sign. For those of you who are listening, this tapping technique is literally like taking two of your fingers and tapping on your forehead and the sides of your eyes and under your eyes and on your chin. And it really feels really good. I mean, take a moment to just start tapping your face. It's awesome. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I learned that. This is actually EFT, the tapping, emotional freedom techniques, is what started this whole ball rolling for me over 20 years ago. It was 1995, my anxiety, and I had serious insomnia. And so I did what most people do, and I went on medication, and that was not the right answer for me. And I just happened to hear a teleclass with Gary Craig talking about this tapping, like acupuncture without needles. And I was so desperate. I was like, I'll try anything. And then I was like, it worked. It worked. And then I started doing it on other things. And then, you know, but I don't believe that there's one size fits all. Like I teach people tapping because it works. But when you're dealing with your serious emotional stuff, like the, you know, the really deep down stuff, you can't just tap 
on your own and you know, find, some, find some tapping script and then whoo, all of a sudden your life's going to change. But it's good to know that you can do it on, a, you know, on your own on a daily basis because you know, you, there's no needles. There's, you, know, you don't have to make an appointment. You can just start tapping. And um, when I still had my hypnosis office, I saw a lot of kids and I actually had a tappy bear. It was a little bear with buttons sewn onto him so the kids would tap on tap happy bear and find relief for themselves. It was really cool. That's cute. All right. So let's back up. It's hard work being a mom with mm-hmm. small children, period. I'd say most of our audience has kids anywhere from newborns to about 12 years old. I think that's where the majority of our audience falls, give or take a few outliers. Um, so we're in elementary school, we're in preschool, we're in diapers, we're in prepubescence, we're all over the place and we're stressed out all over the place. What can we do on a daily basis to kind of uh, just take that anxiety and stick it in a box or whatever you do with it? Okay. So the first thing, the absolute first thing is to not get out of bed until you come up with three things to be grateful for. And it doesn't have to be big, right? It's all about where you're looking, right? So when you wake up and you're like, oh my God, we're late and da, da, da. (laughs) Like, where's the rest of your day going to go, right? So it's just simple. I am so grateful I had a good night's sleep. I'm so grateful I have a dry home with what's going Mm. on right now, right? I'm so grateful that I'm in a warm bed, right? So I'm so grateful I remember to brush my teeth last night. (laughs) And so is my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. But so it's like when you start your day in gratitude, it sets the tone for the whole day. And then start practicing really simple things. I would venture to say that you don't have a tennis ball nearby, but you may have um, a water bottle or I've got like a little portable speaker. If you simply start, tossing this. And if you don't have anything to grab, ladies, just do it with your hand like this with me. And Aubrey, definitely, I want you to do this, right? Back up my microphone. I have a, look, I have a lemon. Awesome. <laughs> of course you do. When, when, is that a real lemon? gives you lemons. <laughs> well, my business is Life's Lemonade, so I was doing product <laughs> And I actually have a fidget spinner down there. Okay, so, so notice, notice, Aubrey, how's this feeling? Wonderful. It calms you down, doesn't it? It does. So yes, but- what, what happens is the reason that this is calming us down is we're crossing the midline of the brain. So we're actually balancing both sides of the brain and we're stimulating the vagus nerve, which is this big, long nerve that runs from your brain all the way down through your gut. So when we're activating that, then we are stimulating the parasympathetic nervous system, lowering blood pressure, lowering heart rate, helping the body metabolize stress hormones just from passing something back and forth. Like that's so simple, right? And it's something much more socially acceptable to be doing this out in public than this, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm so going to go get my husband a tennis ball. 
there are multiple times throughout the day, I think he would benefit from tossing one back and forth. You know what? I think everybody can. Um, oh yeah. I'm getting one I for worked, me too. I worked, with a, um, yeah. I worked with a little boy uh, at the beginning of the summer. My, um, my kids, pediatrician still sends me kids, even though I don't have my office, still sends me kids with phobias. And this kid had a major fear about bees. And I, Hashtag, I can't make this stuff up. No lie. The kid comes to my house, nine years old. Um, the parents came with him and then they left and they said, oh, ha ha ha, Stephanie's going to have a bee in her house to you know, really freak you out. What are the chances? There was actually a bee. Oh, no. In the oh, house. no, poor kid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I got to see. He, he just, he lost his beep. Um, <laughs> and, and helped him. But he went on to like, oh, okay. I can do this and feel so much better. If I'm out on the playground, I can just do this and nobody's going to be like, oh, what are you doing? So these are you know, real simple things for us as adults to learn and then teach our kids. But first, put the oxygen mask on, right? Mm-hmm. Work on yourself, get these down, and then start teaching them to your kids. Yeah. Those are great tools. That's well, uh, another my 10-year-old right now is having anxiety about the dark. Um, she is, when I say she is terrified, I mean, I am talking about terrified and there's a, you know, I'm like, say your prayers, go to sleep. There's nothing to be afraid of, but I mean, she, she has it bad, but I can maybe tonight we will try. Well, and, and you know what else I would really recommend, um, Aubrey is instead of tapping as you're putting her to bed, rub mm-hmm. on these spots. And this one, okay. especially right at the collarbone. Um, if you've ever noticed when somebody's really freaking out, a lot of times they're going, <gasps> right. And so it's these points right near the collarbone. I just find it easier than trying to find out where that spot is. Just do your whole hand mm-hmm. on the collarbone. But with your daughter, I would really recommend just, you know, really soothing her on these points. Mm-hmm. and seeing how that's going to help calm her down. Um, the issue probably is something that a professional, i.e. of me, um, uh-huh. would I could very easily help her over that. The thing is, you know, you might think you know exactly where that fear of the dark started, and it could be something mm-hmm. completely different, completely different. Um, somebody, a woman that I just worked with recently um, had had a horrible, horrible car accident when she was 17 years old. And so she had a lot of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder from that. And then I guess it calmed down. And then recently, so 38 years later, she had another car accident. It was a minor one, but it triggered all this PTSD again. And I said, well, maybe it's the 17-year-old car accident. Maybe not. And it wasn't. And I have found in all these years that when I'm helping somebody with some kind of a um, trauma-based issue, that sometimes it's a big T with a capital T. Sometimes it's a small T trauma. Things that we think are not, you know, it's like, all right, what's the big deal? But maybe, you know, to your daughter, it became huge. And so... Mm -hmm. um, you can do the soothing, and I would really recommend that mm-hmm. you do, but also do them during the day with her because when we have, like especially you know, when we have insomnia, it doesn't start from when we put our head down on the pillow. It's this cumulative of the whole day. So she, I'm sure she's got other anxiety going on in more than just the fear of the dark, right? 
Yes. She's a very, um, we call her an old soul. She takes it all in. And I, I probably, honestly, I am, I'm not normally too emotional and both my daughters have seen me cry probably. Well, they've seen me cry probably for the first time in 10 years losing my grandmother. So, you know, and my mom, uh, they've heard probably stories over the past few weeks that we might should have watched what we were saying. Yeah, but you're so, doing yeah, the best you can. That, so. I, and honestly, I thought it was because of an Annabelle commercial, the scary movie commercial. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's a doll, it's a movie, but it's it's not like. You, well, and and it's interesting because. It. it's always lodged in the subconscious. And so like talk therapy, it's all at the conscious level, but that's not where the issues are. The issues are like, they're buried deep. And, you know, I am blessed to be able to have a really, you know, wonderful ability to just zero in on where that is. Um, I have a a website, sheconquersfear.com. And it's this page all about this young woman, Sarah, who at 19 came to me with this, you know, paralyzing fear of flying she you know the family was going to go on this lovely vacation and she's refusing to go and so her mom uh, brought her in and they, they sat on my couch and um said oh i know exactly when this started it's gonna you know, and i smile and i said maybe maybe not and it was nothing to do with what they thought and now you have to go look at this website there's pictures of Sarah jumping out of an airplane to go skydiving. There's a picture of Sarah piloting or co-piloting a small plane. She has started her own business, the five foot traveler and gone to every continent in the world. Um, But again, if I had just said, Oh, okay, let's go back to this time that you told me about. She'd still have the issue. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. It's very fascinating. So, Okay. Both, I'd like to address this both from the adult perspective and from the children's perspective, worry versus anxiety. Are they the same thing? And how do we determine if our worry and anxiety is to the point where we need to call in a specialist? That's good questions. Very good. So we all worry, right? we worry because there is uncertainty in life. Anxiety is way beyond worry. Um, And you can feel it in your body. It's really interesting because I didn't realize uh, until recently, actually, that I've had this undercurrent of anxiety running in my life, my entire life. You know, I didn't know that it was not normal because that was what was normal to me, right? So uh, worry is natural and, you know, okay, you worry about something and then, especially if you're thinking about your kids, you know, they might worry about, you know, not getting invited to somebody's birthday party or whatever. And then they go on and go on to something else. Anxiety is when, it's almost like um, like a tire stuck in the mud when it's just a and you keep going over and over it. Um, I think that everybody, I, I have said this for years, I wish that they would teach the coping skills like I teach in school. Mm-hmm. You know, none of us were taught this as kids, right? Um, you know, I was raised in an environment, you know, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and how many people just heard that? And then just like you said, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So we're not taught as kids, we're not taught how to deal with our emotions. And so, um, 
the anxiety it grows exponentially like it feeds on itself and it grows and gets bigger and bigger you know if you are um to a point if you even think that you need some help with it then the answer is yes you need some help <laughs> but where I would say to start is, you know, start using some of these techniques that I teach. I'm doing a series of um, 30 videos on different ways to uh, calm anxiety. Um, I have a, a free download with um, five easy coping skills. Um, so, you know, start there. And then if it's not getting manageable, if you're not feeling more balance and more freedom in your life, then definitely reach out for a professional. And, you know, as far as your kids, I have seen this, you know, not just from my own personal experience, but, you know, from 20 years of experience that many times, you know, adults come with anxiety and we can trace it back to their anxious parent. Mm. Right. So it's unfortunately <laughs> one of those gifts we pass on that we'd rather not. Wow. Yeah. So um, your coping skills that you have and your free download and everything, is that something that is also applicable for children or do you recommend other techniques for children? Nope. They're all so good for kids as well. That's why I make them so simple because, and, and again, moms, if you're going to get the downloads, if you're going to start watching the videos, please work on yourself first and then share them with your kids. But these things are so, you know, you can teach your kid to toss a tennis ball or a lemon in Aubrey's case back and forth, <laughs> right? How wonderful to be able to teach a kid this. And, you know, enlightened teachers, you know, can bring this into the classroom. Um, but when you're doing this on a regular basis, you want to make sure you're doing it every day, um, not waiting until your kid's having a panic attack and then, oh, okay, let's toss the tennis ball because by then it's too high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that make um, sense? It does. I'm sorry. It I was taking notes. Sense. I'm trying to, <laughs> okay. I know. And I'm trying to process everything. Um, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly I wish this was in the school systems um more yeah. so than anything uh because well, like you said we have not learned to cope and that well, I think that's the epidemic of teen suicide you know let, let's let's start young kids, your kids have are living in a much more stressful environment for my kids. As I said, my daughter is 28 years old. So 24 years ago, I will always remember this. Um, the six-year-old boy down the street, she was four, six-year-old down the street, got one of the very first handheld video games. <laughs> and here he is. He's, and I was like, um, this is not good. He's not playing with the other kids. And so I've watched technology. I mean, hey, if it weren't for technology, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But there's right. that flip side of it. I was out to dinner and I saw a young family and mom and dad were each on their phones and the toddler and the baby in the high chair had a little tablet showing a movie. Like the nobody was interacting. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so your kids, Sorry, moms, if that describes your family, we're not judging. <laughs> not but judging, put them down, saying, but put them down and enjoy your family. Yes. Well, I just, you know, I see it as um, isolating the kids. I think that um, there was a Time Magazine article, I forget how long ago, it was sometime within the past six months or whatever, about teens and anxiety and depression. And 
it's very scary. We really need to be helping our kids and, yeah. you know, getting them off screen and having more, you know, one-on-one -on -one time and teaching them simple techniques like this, or even yawning. Like when you yawn, just Is that why I, oh gosh, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> on train. <laughs> okay. So you know what? That just stimulated that vagus nerve that I talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. So like, these are really simple things that nobody ever taught us. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed yawning as an anxiety um, technique, but now it makes more sense why I yawn so much. <laughs> yeah. Because you're just like, oh, okay. You've got to have a, a release. And so you yawn. So, you know, again, yeah, that's crazy. I love it when, I, when I'm, I'm working just, with clients and they're trying to stifle the yawn and I'm like, no, let it out. I love seeing it. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about all the times I catch myself yawning. That has not, it doesn't mean I'm sleepy. <laughs> right. Right. But now, you know, now when you yawn, unintentionally, you'd be like, oh, that's why I'm doing that. And now when mm -hmm. you notice that you're feeling anxious, you can go ahead and just <gasps> and bring down that level. Uh, when you said, let it go, I started hearing the song, let it go. And, it, and you know, the former radio DJ, I've always got a jukebox in my head. It made me start thinking of Taylor Swift's Shake It Off. That's another great way of that song. just shaking it off, like yeah. shake it off your kids, turn up some music and have them just shake it off. Because again, if you look to nature, you'll see that this totally makes sense. If um, a coyote is chasing a bunny, uh, you know, the bunny's in a fight or flight. Then when it gets to safety, what does it do? It shakes it off. Uh-huh. Right? So when we shake it off, we are literally shaking it off and bringing the stress levels down, bringing the cortisol levels down, and then oh, we can go into a balanced feeling. Isn't that cool? It is cool. Yes, because I'm all the time, like when you get the heebie-jeebies, but really yeah. you're trying to shake them off. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so I'm just getting know. so smart on this podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to be better invested. <laughs> but as you start doing yes. these on a daily basis, I tell you, there's like, you know, with the kind of work I do, I can't say I guarantee anything, but I do guarantee if you do some of these techniques for the next seven days and then check in, you're going to be like, wow, I do feel calmer. They're so simple and they work. Let's talk about Reiki since I obviously don't know what that is. I mean, I'd heard of it. I think I'd heard of it maybe in context with chakra stuff. I'm so out of uh -huh. touch with this stuff. I just need an education and, and holistic well, healing. <laughs> you've, you've come to the queen of woo here. <laughs> well, woo us. So, all right. So Reiki is... Reiki. I was saying it uh, wrong too, wasn't it's I? All right. It's all right. So Reiki is, most people think of it as hands-on healing, right? So, you know, Jesus used to lay his hands on and heal people, right? But he's not the only one that has this ability. We all have this ability in us. It's just, you know, learning how to channel it. Now, since I don't do in-person work, you know, I'm not putting my hands on anybody, but I can send that healing energy, um, like I'm sending it to both of you right now. Um, energy is not, you know, just in the physical, you know, it really transcends everywhere. So you can send 
Reiki healing energy to anyone, anywhere. Uh, a lot of people do Reiki on animals, on horses and on dogs um, to, cause you know, we've got two rescues and one is the most anxious neurotic dog I've ever met. And so, you know, she needs some healing. Um, but so again, most people think of Reiki as being only hands-on and it's not, it's really, you know, that's how, um, how you're taught Reiki and how many people practice, but it can just be sent remotely as well. And how do you do that? Very cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, it's almost like, um, it's almost like a form of praying, you know, you pray for people, right? Okay. I'm, I'm praying for you. So it's, it's sending that intent. It's being able to connect with that beautiful healing energy and then sending it to that person. And you know, what a loving gift, mm. you know, some people will say, well, do you have to ask somebody's permission? I'm like, well, <laughs> do you have to ask permission to pray for somebody? Right. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah. Good point. And, you know, if somebody's I, dealing with something that they don't want to let go of, um, you can always either pray for them or send them Reiki healer or any kind of healing energy. And if they don't want it, they're not going to, it's not going to come in. Right. You know, so it's not like you're violating a boundary or anything. Exactly. All right. Well, we are just um, thoughts like you don't even know I'm thinking about you right now. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a bit healing yeah. for you as the sender as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and interesting that you say that because a lot of people are like, well, you know, do you take on, you know, other people's energies and no, you just, you know, you set up the clear boundaries so that when I'm dealing with somebody who's dealing with some pretty traumatic stuff that I don't take that on, you know, like I don't take it on like a sponge in other areas of my life. I do. I'm in what's called an empath. And I think Aubrey, I think your um, 10 year old might be, um, that's something we can talk mm. about, um, privately. Um, but an empath, just kind of takes on all these other energies from other people. And I didn't know it for the longest time. Um, so I do that like in, uh, and I'm, now I've learned how to manage it better. But, um, you know, for the longest time in my personal life, I would take that on. But in, interestingly enough, in my professional life, I've been able to have those really clear boundaries. That's great. Well, we are um, shortly running out of time here. So I want to give you the opportunity if you have any like key tips that you want to share. Um, I mean, we've talked a lot about managing stress and anxiety, but if you have anything else that you want to share on that or any of the topics we've talked about. I would just say to everybody who's listening, start doing something. All right. I've got my download five easy ways to calm anxiety.com. Go get it. It's free. It's five ways that like one of them is the ball toss. Um, and I, I think one of them might be yawn. I don't remember um, because I've got so many different um, ways, but just start and you know, notice I'm not saying, oh, you have to meditate for 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening. A busy mom doesn't have those 20 minutes. I, <laughs> I get that, right? But nobody can say they don't have time to do this mm -hmm. or to do any of the breath techniques. I teach so many different breath techniques um, because again, they're simple. They're quick. You can, you know, put them in different places in your day. So that would be my biggest tip is to just start somewhere. I love it. And that's starting with awesome. the three easy, great 
gratitude things in the morning. That's that's yeah. super easy. I'll set that as my alarm thingy. So like where when I set my alarm, I can choose the title, what it's for. And it's usually like oh, nice. work on so-and-so's book or do this. <laughs> that, that can't be very calming when I wake up and the first thing is like, Mm-mm. you know. Is your to-do. Right. What are you grateful for? Yeah. I, yeah. And, and if you can, if you can actually write it down, if you can keep a little notebook, mm-hmm. uh, another thing, you know, your kids are not being taught cursive anymore. And know. You know, so I'm not going to go into the whole thing, uh, but <laughs> as far as wiring your brain, have your kids write things down, have them color, have them, you know, and when you do your gratitude, write it down because you're wiring it into your brain in a much different way than tapping away on a tablet. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that, the research on creativity and writing. Yeah, cool. All right, so where can people find you? They can find me at stephaniedelfonso.com, Stephanie Delfonso on Facebook, S. Delfonso, Twitter. I'm all over the place. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'll definitely be finding you. Awesome, Aubrey. I feel calmer already. (laughs) Good. So again, my challenge would be- My poor lemon is now soft. (laughs) (laughs) She's just making lemonade as we talk, right? (laughs) Thank you, ladies. You're great. And I love what you're doing. So thanks so much. Thank you. Awesome. Have a happy day.